Hello there, and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games, and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. My name is Tom, and as always, I'm joined with my co-host, John. Hey, what's up? It's the uh, final podcast of the year. What a, yes, what a 20, time to 20. be alive. It's our 18th episode, and um, yeah, boy, do we have things to talk about today. We were going to talk about um, Wonder Woman 1984, but obviously, as we said in the last episode, you know, there are difficulties of watching it, so we're going to, yeah, you I know, John... John John can't haven't hasn't been able to watch it just yet, so um you know we'll we'll just postpone that until whenever we can. So instead, we're going to be talking about the best films of twenty twenty. Now there wasn't twenty. There wasn't now, really. Twenty twenty's been a. Uh, a it, well, it's definitely a year experience. that exists. Um, there hasn't really been much this year, but you know there is a uh, there will be stuff to talk about in our main segment. Um, but. Yeah, um, happy holidays, happy Christmas to everyone who celebrates. Yeah, uh, and, and if, happy new year. Yeah, happy new year. Yeah, five, five, five days. Yeah, pretty. Yeah, pretty awesome. Um, hope yeah. everyone's had a good week. Uh, how have you been, John? Yeah, I've been. I'm doing great. Just good. Had a nice Christmas, and uh, yeah, uh, you. Yeah, no, same. Good stuff. Um, I don't know if anyone saw, but um, John. Uh, made his uh, his his debut on uh, the, uh, KSI on, video, on yes. the KSI video on the KSI video on on of Reddit um, posts. So that was that really was a moment to remember. <laughs> I'm Magneto. <laughs> yes, you're Magneto. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That was a good. No, one. that was such a that was a sweet moment. It was, uh, it, was like, it was a big moment. So you know, if anyone, yeah. if anyone has, uh, as I said last week, anyone who's come to the podcast from that, welcome, welcome, yeah, welcome. This is our show where we just talk about films and yeah. stuff, yeah, and music. Well, if you wanna uh, review music, I don't know. So um, we've got, uh, yeah. we've actually uh, been doing. Uh, we're almost at two thousand views on the Mulan video, Mulan twenty twenty, uh, which is insane. Crazy. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. Let me let me have a look what the stat what the stats are currently. That is an achievement. It uh, certainly is. Um, yeah, we we thought ooh. our podcast was. We're at uh, we're at uh, one thousand nine hundred and sixty three. So, uh, damn, it's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, thank uh, you to everyone. This podcast was gonna explode on number. What episode was it? That was episode sixteen. Yeah, sixteen. No, fifteen. Yeah. sorry, fifteen. Yeah, we didn't know that was gonna explode, but somehow the algorithm made everyone watch it. Thanks, algorithm. Uh, thank you, algorithm. That's that's uh, what you get for talking about. Um, that's what you get for talking about films that are. Topical, um, hence why I hope we can do the Wonder Woman episode sometime yeah. soon. But let's uh, yeah. let's get into the news. Um, we, uh, you know, we've been, we've, we've been talking long yes. enough. There are there are time codes in the description if you want to skip to whatever. And we're yeah. gonna start with uh, Wonder Woman. Um, so 
Patty Jenkins has said that she doesn't think that she will come back for a third Wonder Woman film and that she's ready to step away from the franchise, especially with all this stuff about the cinema experience, HBO Max, and some salary disputes. And, yeah, she said that it would have to be a really, really good script um, uh, for her to, you know, want to come back. And Gal Gadot agrees with that. Um, so it looks like Wonder Woman 84 might be the last we see of, 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 of Wonder Woman. Uh, on on in the film format for a while. Uh, what do you think? Uh, well, I haven't seen the sequel, but mm. uh, uh, maybe it'll be a nice ending to it. Maybe I don't know, but um, I think I think having a sequel will be uh, great because you've seen the character and you want to see the character developing in other uh, movies. Not in like in the solo movie, but with like interacting with like huge characters, you know, like yeah. Batman, Flash. Mm. Uh, but the Snyder, uh, well, the Josh uh, Justice League that was um, <laughs> terrible. But Snyder got. Um, I have faith in that because you know it's Snyder's film, and uh, there'll be lots of stuff that will happen in the film. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, it's it's same kind of thing with. You know, whether or not we ever see any of those actors again, um, you know, Cavill, Affleck, whatever, we will at least get to see them in the Snyder Cut, and that will be, you know, an exciting kind of prospect. Yeah, um, I mean... Yeah, I think yeah. I, I, I'd like DC to just go go forward with individual projects, you know, your your birds of praise, your jokers, your, the Batmans. I don't think I really am interested in just endless sequels because that's what makes things yeah. kind of tiresome. Like, uh, like what Marvel done, they've decided to do trilogies. Yeah, they, so yeah they've decided to do trilogies or even more, uh, you know, with every kind of film. And, and, and Yeah. The problem with, like, having trilogies in one huge franchise is a bit overwhelming. I agree. I, mean, like, I agree. There's well, that much. It's kind of like, uh, you know, not everyone's going to want that. Like, I'm not really interested in getting a third Ant Man film. I didn't think the second yeah, one was anything special. Yeah. I'm I, not interested in getting another Thor film. Yeah, exactly. You know, it feels but like they're just kind of. Of course, there is. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. it's like, it feels like they're just trying to, you know, do yeah. what they can to keep it alive. <laughs> Uh, the thing is that uh, with DC, it's trying to um, make everything uh, less complicated. You know, like not make it a bit confusing. Confusing, like make it simple. You know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, they've. Uh... Yeah, they're 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 doing things. They're not trying to copy the whole um, what you might call it cinematic universe yeah. kind of thing. Uh, yeah. but which I which I, I, I quite respect. They're taking it slow, you know. They are mean? taking it mm-hmm. slow, yeah. Uh, and I, I respect them for that. I respect them for that. Um, yeah. So, cool. The Mandalorian is finished for this year. Um, so, we're not no Mandalorian um, until, uh, you know, actually, actually, John Favreau has said that no Mandalorian is coming until uh, 2022. Um, so, he confirmed that um, the, the Book of Boba Fett is going to be an, its own show. It's not going to be what The Mandalorian Season 3 will look like, and therefore we're not going to get any Mandalorian next year, which doesn't mean that Din won't show up in The Book of Boba Fett. 
I think that's perfectly possible. There is also a book coming, so we're not not going to see more from those characters. Um, but yeah, and you know, obviously Fennec Shand will be in um, the Bad Batch and stuff. So, but yeah, no Mandalorian next year, which is unfortunate. <laughs> I mean, how, how do you how do you feel? We have to wait till all year. Yeah, but, uh, it's like a it's it's, it's like waiting for the but, mainstream Star Wars film two years. But we got Boba Fett, the whole TV series on it. Mm, yeah. yeah. Um, that'll be interesting. Uh, well, I mean, I mean that is kind of what everyone wanted, though, isn't it? Like, like they have really done well in building this new character. And and everyone likes it now, but if you think back, what everyone really wanted was was Boba Fett. So technically, you know, we are getting what we were promised—a Boba Fett film. Now it's a Boba Fett show, all that stuff. Mm, yeah. So uh, wait—is it still filming or is it stopped filming? It's still uh, filming. It's currently filming, and I think they said that they're going to film Mandalorian season three in twenty twenty one. So who knows? Mandalorian season two, uh, season three could be. In the beginning of 2022, there's no reason why it couldn't be, um, but yeah, I don't really know uh, what to expect with that one. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the last time we'll see Mandalorian until 2022, unless it's... No! Well, what I really want to know is, what will his new ship be? Literally... The main thing that I care about is whether he will get another Razor Crest, whether he'll get a new ship entirely. Like I love that ship, man. I love the ship. So I wanna yeah. I wanna I wanna get it. I wanna I wanna see what happens with that. <laughs> yes. Um so June the film June. Denny, is it June or June or June? Um so that uh obviously was part of the whole uh, coming to cinemas and HBO Max, but apparently now Warner Brothers are considering just releasing it at cinema, um, which they have said is, uh, which seems to be like, you know, preserve the cinema experience, but probably will, is probably just them, you know, um, responding to all the backlash uh, to the whole HBO Max thing. Um, so yeah, I mean, it would just be coming to cinemas anyway over here in the UK, but I guess America gets it in cinemas next November, I think. Next What the heck? Yeah, next November. Let me have a look. Um, oh no, sorry. 1st of October 2021. Yeah, so uh, what do you think about that? So America's getting it... Oh, that's not fair, because... Well, um... Well, La La Land came out in 2016, and we watched it in 2017, like, in February. No, January. Well, I'm, I'm sure we'll still get it in October, too. It's just about, you know, it being released in cinemas. If anything, we might get it before. Remember, we got Wonder Woman uh, nine days before America did. And wasn't it... I, I remember that the Doom was supposed to come out this... December. Yes, it oh, was. Boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, if we sat here all day talking about all the films that we could have got, we would definitely be depressed. Um, definitely. Um, and then we would have watched. Yeah, I actually, um, I actually got the uh, the the June book for Christmas, so I'm excited to read that. Oh yeah, um, don't read the blurb. That'll be interesting. 
Don't read the blurb. Don't, be, don't read the blurb. Alright, I don't have a plan to read the blurb, but okay. Just don't read the blurb, because that spoils, like, everything that's happening in the book. Okay, well, I don't... I never, I'm never really one to read blurbs, you know? Like, normally, like... I'm I'm the kind I'm the kind of person who just kind of goes off recommendations or like you know like series that are supposed to be good. I never really want to be like I wonder what this is about. I just kind of all or nothing with me. <laughs> good, 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 good. Just don't read the Yeah, maybe okay. maybe ne- uh, maybe next year we will yeah. uh, talk about the book and the original film. There is obviously the original um, David Lynch Dune, which we could also talk about. Uh, there, you know, there, there are there are prospects. There are. Prospects now. Christopher Nolan, you know him. He is ah, Christopher Nolan, <laughs> Chris. the, the lover of Fast and Furious films. Yes, he the, loves Fast the and guy Furious. Guy who um, makes films, films more confusing. All he's got to say this side Tom. Well, he says that he wants to make, or he's interested in making, video games based off his films. So that would mean. For example, an Interstellar video game, a, a, a Dunkirk video game, hell, even a Tenet video game. What the hell? What do you think? I have no idea. <laughs> um, no, no, I think, um, I do think you will make a video game on, uh, maybe Inception or Internet. Because those well, are the two films that I possibly think of that you can make on. Well, here's the thing. Um, With a video game, immediately, you have so much more time to do the actual plots. And then you've got so much more time to do the actual, like, action sequences. And in a a game where the player is actually, like, you know, um, experiencing it, um, it, it... it kind of feels like, you know, they, like, obviously Tenet was super confusing for so many people. And I feel like if you play Tenet, you could actually, like... You know, like you understand it more because you are experiencing it. If that makes yeah, sense, yeah. Yeah, I wanted more experience to watch it, but it was the cinema. What the heck? I didn't know what was the sound in the cinema. It was like some. So right, uh, exactly. So yeah, you can turn subtitles on. There are loads of things you can do, yeah. but um. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, having a video game experience for like uh, slash well, make everything so much better. You know, like. You wanted to find out the law, or something to find out um, anything really about the film or the story behind it. So I think Christopher Nolan will make definitely make a game on tonight because it was like his most ambitious film. He said, "Yeah, um, I, I I agree, but I I wonder will this mean that other directors kind of jump on this train? Like there are loads of directors who you know I, I kind of feel like you could make de- like interesting video games from their filmography." You know, like, um, like I'm, I'm sure you could get some really like wacky, stylized stuff from someone like Wes Anderson, for example. He's my favorite director, and 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 some of his films, you could just have like a whole game, like you know, like where you just kind of run about doing tasks in a hotel. You know, like Grand Budapest Hotel. Like there are, there are definitely loads of things you could do. I think that'd be two D. Uh, if you think about it. Yeah, no, yeah. I, that's the kind of thing you'd see on a, on a Switch or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a really interesting to see about how directors will change, well, make the, uh, like, transfer, like, the film into a game. So, yeah, that'll be... Yeah, nice well, you, you don't really get 
film tie-ins anymore with games. Like, I can't think of the last time there was a film tie-in game, you know? Like, there used to be, like, you know, there was the Bat- like, Batman games, Spider-Man games, like, all manner of superhero tie-in games. There were the Harry Potter games, you know, there were Star Wars games, and, and they, they, they used to have... But now they games, you know... They they make their own stories now, for better or for worse. You know they always they, they move but away what? from that. So I do wonder there's, maybe this won't even work. Yeah, there's one game. Uh, is it was the Matrix? Yeah, that was like a film tie-in. I think. Yes, uh, yes, it was way back when there was a, a video game tie-in to the Matrix, which was actually yeah. like. I think canon. it came out ninety. Yeah, it came out in two thousands or nine uh, in the nineties. Mm, uh, that's cool, yeah. Yeah, because that was like an actual film time. And then there was um oh there's so many other ones. Uh there was a Lego movie. Wait, what you mean like the Lego movie game? Yeah. Well yeah yeah, Lego like the the only games that I can think of that tie into to films, you know. Or ad- or or are adaptations of of films are the Lego games like you know you had Lego Avengers Lego Jurassic Park the Lego Movie all of that stuff so yeah. I mean they, they're definitely yeah, kind of the people who I associate with that. Um, speaking of of games, um, Sony apparently has seven TV shows and three movies based in the works based on PlayStation franchises. So you know you've already got your Uncharted, you've already got your Tomb Raider. You know, um, yeah. this is like where could they go with this? So many places. What do you think? Do you, do you want to see this? Yes. Well, no. I don't know. Uh, it, it depends on like uh, what it is. Sony and they uh, produce like really good games, like Death Stranding, Underwater, Uncharted, mm-hmm. uh, all those games and uh but it's uh, the hard thing about uh like transferring a game into a film is that you gotta think carefully about uh the, t- uh, the length of the film because uh in video games they're much longer aren't they like up to um 16 hours you can't watch like 16 hours in one go so yeah it's gotta be like two hours and you got unpacked a lot of things in there. So, but if it's a TV show, that's good. Yeah, uh, I I agree. But it's like I don't understand. I don't know where the appeal comes from. You know, is like with a video game, as you said, it's sixteen hours. You spend so much time just wrapped up inside this kind of universe. Like, and then with a TV then- show. Like I just don't know what like really what the appeal is. Um, like it, it can work, you know. Like it's even even with The Witcher or something. But again, The yeah, Witcher. The, but The Witcher is based on books. Wonders actually. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, another thing about like video games. Uh, well, video game films are pointless if you think about it because. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, the video games are like uh, supposed to be like. Uh, for yourself to experience like you go around you explore things or uh, do things your own way but then if there's a film uh, doing that that could maybe potentially ruin your experience I don't know but if a film does really well 
meets with the expectations of a really good, great, really great video game, then uh, that makes it a bit better. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, so that is that's that that's it for news this week. So let's talk about let's talk about twenty twenty. We've had we despite everything, we've still had a fair bit of films. You know, yes. there, there still have been some some good and bad. And and uh, how many how many films have you watched this year? Um, well, new films. You yeah, know. new films. 2020 films, like, if you want to talk about how many films you've watched this year, that's a whole different conversation. I but new films... But I haven't watched new films, but I have this year, but not a lot, but this year I have watched a lot of films, like, I've got 100 movies, and I've watched, like, more than 20, I think, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, I have watched uh, 37 new films, um, which actually, to be fair, I'm watching Soul tonight, so that will be 38. Um, but yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about our best, uh, our, our, you know, our favourite films, and maybe some of the most noteworthy, so we might also talk about some of the worst films too. We'll just, you know, play it by ear. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's... My top ten might be a bit, uh, a bit short. It's only, there's only eight that I can think of. Top eight. Like, like the only best films that I've watched this year, mm, okay. so... Cool. Yeah, I hope you don't mind. No, no, that's totally fine. Yeah. We'll just, you know, we'll just yeah. kind of play it by ear. We'll just, uh, you know, throw out some of the uh, best films that we've seen this year. So give me, give me one, give me one, give me one. Okay. Give me, you, you want me to give you one? I want you to give me one. I want you to, to kick it off. Oh, I'll, I'll give you one then. All right. I'll give so, you one. You want to see it, I'll give it you. What? It doesn't matter. You go. You just fly, fly like a bird. Okay. So, um, I haven't watched, like, Birds of Prey or all those best films you've seen, but I have watched really good films this year. Uh So, uh, at the bottom of my list is Hamilton. Yeah, okay. Hamilton is a really Uh, interesting one. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I really like musical. Mm -hmm. Uh, Me too. So, uh, so I watched the musical live, but then... yeah. It's that's a great experience. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can imagine, yeah. Because it's like expensive, so yeah, it's great. It's a good film. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, on to you, Sam. Um, okay, so in terms of Hamilton, Hamilton is really interesting for me because uh, I watched it, and as you will know from maybe like the first couple of episodes of the pod, I did not enjoy it. Um, not Wait. like I, I really, really had, and 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 it was quite low down on my list. Um, uh, it was actually at number twenty, twenty, uh, twenty-eight. Uh, no, it would have been at twenty-seven, um, which is really low down. That's like that's almost in the bottom ten of the year, and and everyone around me was saying like, oh no, it's so good, and all this, and like, oh, you need to watch it again, listen to it again. So I did, and 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 I, you know. I have to say I was wrong. Um, I have really come. Ar- I have really come around on this. Um, Wait, what? what? And I, I have really found. Yeah, I know. I, I'm. I'm big enough to admit that I was wrong, and and I. I, I really have. I've really had a turnaround in this film. This is actually on uh, my eleventh favorite film of the year. Uh, I have a really like. 
especially since like re re-listening to everything, I have a much bigger appreciation for, you know, what it does of all the music and, you know, some of my original points still stand. I think the ending kind of goes on a bit, you know, it doesn't really, uh, it, it cuts to the chase when it, it, you know, could kind of be a bit slower in my opinion. Yeah, interesting to hear. Yeah, but I'm but, for, um, but but yeah, uh, I I've I've I, I've been reformed and now I like Hamilton. So well done me, I guess. Well, that's uh, surprising. <laughs> the end of twenty twenty. Uh, it really anyway, is. Anyway, on to the next one, uh, the Invisible Man. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, just before we uh, get into the, or, or, just just whilst I remember, uh, spoilers. We'll uh, we'll, oh, yeah, we'll spoilers, almost spoilers. we'll almost yeah. definitely talk we'll about, about spoilers for any of these. Year. Yeah. Or if the film you haven't seen this year, just go watch it. Or yeah. Just pause this. And, I would uh, say I would say every, I would say everything we we talk about here will be worth checking out. Yes, everything was great. Yes, <laughs> everything it is. is awesome. Oh no. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so the next one is The Invisible Man. Yeah. I, this is actually really good. Um, so, the, the director who did Upgrade directed this. Have you seen Upgrade? Uh, what? Have you seen Upgrade? Yeah, I've seen bits of it. Yeah, Upgrade yeah, yeah. is great. Yeah, it's really great. Um, I did, yeah, I saw, like, how... This director like used like the camera movements mm. for like oh yeah seeing the invisible man, which is great because he just gives you on like on the edge like oh is he there mm-hmm. or is he somewhere and it works really well with, like modern day technology. Uh, it doesn't go like like the old film like the old film just like uh, a man drinks a potion turns invisible. Uh, so uh, but this one is modern day technology. There's cameras around this uh, suit. Which makes him invisible. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, the acting from... Oh, I forgot her. Elizabeth name. Moss. Yes, Elizabeth Moss. She did great. She did. Amazing I job agree. in this film. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, so I had um, Invisible Man number 17. So it's about in the middle of my list. And I thought that it, it does really well with the suspense and it is it is a scary film. As you said, Elizabeth Moss is 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 really good. You know, it, it does so many things really, really well. However, the one thing I didn't like was the ending. And this is something that happens in so many so many horror films. disclaimer, I these are the films I watched and I just find it in order, so Yeah. Yeah, I should have. These are out, these are out order, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. Um, but yeah, it, this, it happens for so many horror films. Like I, I feel like, you know, it ever like the ending. They, they, they go all out in the end, and and then it, it feels like it loses some of like the subtlety. Like the ending of the film, had it, it just felt very out of character and very hypocritical. Yeah for the main protagonist to do what she does, um, you know, and I just, I just didn't really connect to it, I kind of felt like it kind of undid a lot of development from the film, and, um, it felt like it wanted to end it off with a kind of, like a, ooh, you didn't expect that, and it was kind of like, no, I didn't expect that, and now I'm a bit annoyed that you have done that. Yeah. 
So, yeah, I didn't like the ending because it was out of character, like mm. sad. Um, but in terms of like uh, everything in the film, apart from the ending, it is it is a good it's a great film to watch. I mean, you've got like the suspense, you've got really good music. It, the music's quite good, I think. Yeah, I thought the music was good. The music's good, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I. Watch, I watch it for, uh, like horror, but I wouldn't watch it again. But mm. it's great. It's great. Yeah. Right. No, on to my next film. Uh, right. Let me just go. Ah, yes. Bad Boys for Life. But right. Okay. So I haven't seen this one. Uh, so this is this is, ah. this is all you. And I know that you. I know that I know that you watched this one, but you haven't seen the first two. Um. So please tell me. Talk to me. I haven't seen the first. Yes, I'm sorry for those who are listening right now. <laughs> I haven't seen the first two, but I watched the first one. Uh, I can't somehow watch the second one anywhere. Oh, but shame. I'll I'll purchase the three films Blu-ray separately. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so Bad Boys for Life. What a great film. Um, it is uh, enjoyable to watch. I watched it with my friends in the cinema before this whole corona thing happened. Yes, uh, I, I remember. Um, I remember that time before the virus. <sighs> uh, yeah, it was it was actually a really nice thing to do, like see my friends and watch it on the big screen. Um, we had a laugh. Um, so, mm. uh, what the film does... Uh, it's really good, like, um, so, it takes up, like, characters, uh, like, from the old film, like, the first and the second one, uh-huh. but there was, like, one, uh, lovable character, uh, from the second one, and I watched a clip from that, um, yeah, so, um, what the film does, it doesn't make you confused about, um, anything, uh, that you need to know about the first two, but only the characters, um, so, it, it's, it's very fresh, uh, so, uh, Will Smith, and, uh, oh, I forgot, I'm so bad with names, uh, oh, um, wait, did the Indibinini, 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 uh, Martin Lewis, uh, so Martin, uh, so Will Smith, and Martin Lewis, uh, Lawrence, can't speak today. Uh, Martin <laughs> Lawrence and Will Smith, they did a great job, uh, like uh, with the comedy, uh, with the comedic timing, and uh, and the director uh, did a fantastic uh, job. Like it's so much different than the first two because the first two, I believe, they were directed by Michael, Michael Bay. Bay. Yeah. Yeah. So it, there's less explosions, but this <laughs> film is more stylish. Uh, uh, the story's great. Uh, it's a bit generic, a bit yeah. uh, that you all know. Uh, it's kind of unexpected as well, but it is a good story. Uh, it's not the best, but it is a very enjoyable film to watch because you got these uh, iconic duo on the screen, and uh, I'm not going to spoil the film, but it is is a great film to watch. It's kind of like Fast and Furious, but more more funnier. Uh, more action packs, I believe. So, um, yeah. Great. That's all for me. Great. Um, I will. Th- I will throw out. Um, 
uh, one in my top ten. Um, the, I don't think you'll have seen, but I'm going to go for it anyway. It's called Days of the Bagnold Summer. Um, now, this one is actually the, direct, the directorial um, debut of Simon Bird, uh, who is an actor that you'll know from The Inbetweeners and Friday Night Dinner. Um, so he's a, he's a, he's, he's a pretty funny actor. Um, and this is a, a story about... Um, uh, a, a mother and a son, uh, you know, kind of struggling to connect and then eventually kind of coming to, you know, connect. And it's, it's a very simple pre- premise, but it's done with such a... Um, it, it's got this kind of wit and this charm that it, it it's very realistic um, and, and it taps into that kind of... Um, a similar thing to what The Inbetweeners taps into, where it's like, it's a very relatable kind of story. Um, but at the same time... You know, um, it's it, it shot with this kind of style that did feel kind of, you know, I'm, I'm a sucker for, 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 for a kind of stylistic, um, you know, devices of, of Wes Anderson. And that is, you know, a, it felt like it captured that. And, and I really, I, I really did like what it did. And it was very heartfelt at the end of the day as well. It, you know, it touched upon some, you know, some themes of like, you know, like life and death. And, and, and that was, it just, it just felt, it, it felt really a fresh way to do such a, um, a a traditional story, and I really appreciated it. Um, it was it was just a surprise. It was a lovely surprise. Um, and uh, and this was again. Uh, it's called Days of the Bagnold Summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you 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 might have read the review. You might have read the review in Empire. It kind of yeah. It kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, would you recommend it? Definitely. Oh yeah. Um, it it it's one of those that you you know you can watch. You don't really. It doesn't require. It's not really too heavy. It doesn't require like, you know, like to be in a certain mood. I feel like you just put it on whenever, and and you can still get something from it. I feel like everyone can connect to it in in some shape or form. Now, give me something you've watched. Give me a good film from the year. Go, 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 uh, go. So. This film came out late 2019, and I didn't get a chance to watch it in 2020. Yeah, okay. So that kind of counts, you know. Yeah. It's late late, uh, 2019, so that film is Uncut Gems. Yeah, no, I've got Uncut Gems too, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, phew. (laughs) I thought we were going to have an argument. (laughs) Uncut Gems, how dare you? (laughs) You're a disgrace. (laughs) Me. Me. So, uh, yeah, Uncut, Ge- Uncut Gems, what a film. Um, so, this film, uh, I think this film surprised both of us, if you think about it, like, Adam Sandler, he did a phenomenal job uh, on acting, like, you see uh, Adam Sandler in, like, really bad comedi- uh, comedy films, like, me and Tom watched um, Grown Ups 2, and my God, uh, that was that was an experience to watch, yeah. Uh, so Uncle James, uh, so Tom, you there? I'm here. I'm here. I had to open my door for someone. So, what? but I had to open my door for someone. But I could hear you the whole time. And yes, Adam Sandler has always made these kind of really. But I mean, I mean, let's on, let's be honest. They're bad films. Um. And, you know, they've always kind of uh, aimed for this, you know. Yeah. This, this, like, this, it's a very simple juvenile form of comedy that works for some people. It doesn't work for me. 
Um, and well, I don't. You not watched like Grown Ups two, and you didn't like. <laughs> the first Grown Ups is fine. The second one is just like like there's loads of just now after he did say that if Uncut Gems was snubbed uh, at the Oscars, which it was, that he would yes. make he would take advantage of his Netflix deal and make the worst film imaginable. And he did. He made Hubie Halloween. And I watched a good 40 minutes of Hubie Halloween. And my God. So, it's mad that this guy can just do something I so good. Yeah, it's mad that he can do something so good and then make something so bad, like, even intentionally. Um, that really was crazy. Um, yeah, like... Uncut Gems was so different. Uh, like Evan Sandler did a different uh, way of acting, uh, like different way of acting in this film, mm-hmm. and the story is so good. Yeah, uh, it, it, again, it it, it it feels very simple. It feels like a very like a kind of a wild goose chase, where it's yeah. just you know it's it, he's ch- he's chasing this thing, you know. He he, he he's, thing. yeah. He's a very flawed character, you know. He does he does things, and he's and he struggles yeah. to get by, and he's uh, also very greedy. And that's what that's what I think is the most interesting part is his character. You know, it's all shaped around this one character who who um you know is trying to do things for so many different reasons, and and is and 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 does bad things to people, and people do bad things to him, and tries to make the best of a bad situation, and. And uh, it doesn't always work for him, and especially in the end, yeah. you know, it ends in a really fitting way yeah. for the character. I feel yeah. like. Yeah, it's like um, oh, like your your anxieties on the rise, like oh, yeah. is he gonna do this or is he gonna do that? Like oh, this is this is like things that you wouldn't do, but then like his it's like his greed, like yeah. just takes him somewhere else that just goes what the heck, um, and also especially the end. Like, uh, it kind of makes you think, like, am I supporting the character or am I uh, disliking this character? Like, you're supporting him all the way because you feel like, oh, no, he's on this, he's on that. And, like, oh, is he going to get this ring? Uh, so, uh, spoilers. He... I'll, I'll give you time for spoilers. Oh my god, that was a horrible voice break. I'm sorry. So he gets shot in the film, which kind of like, if he keeps winning, he would do it all over that again. Yeah, I think that is a perfect end to the character as well. I think, you know, it's a perfect representation of what all this... Uh, in incessant greed can do to someone. Yeah. So greed can take you dark places. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, for no, uh, like that's that's knowledge from there <laughs> for me. Anyway, uh, comedy John, everybody, comedy John, he's back. Poetry John. Uh, yes. So uh, next film. Uh, so I picked from my top. Uh, ten. Uh, Defy Bloods. Yes, I have. So I had Defy Bloods below Uncut Gems, uh, but above Days of the Bagnall Summer. Uh, talk Dave, to me. Talk Dave, to me. I have Uncut Gems. I, I have Uncut Gems <laughs> below <laughs> Defy Bloods. <laughs> I have uh, d- uh, Uncut Gem Uncut Gems just a just above that Defy Bloods. Oh. Oh. 
No, I have uncut gems below the five bloods. How dare you have a different opinion to me? Now tell me, uh. tell me, tell me, what do you think of uncut gems? No, no, uncut gems is below. No, sorry, to five bloods, to five bloods. Tell me, talk to me. Jeez. We just uncut talked about. We just talked about Uncut Gems, I'm sorry. Ah! Right, so the Five Bloods. Yes. Wow. Uh, so it's the same legendary uh, director. Uh, uh, surprising to director Spike Lee, he's doing a film on Viagra. He's doing a musical about Viagra. That's incredible. I love it. I have no idea why he's doing that, but... Why not, John? Great. He can do everything you want. He's a director. Yeah. Um, Spike Lee so is a great director. Uh, so Spike Lee, he directed Black Clansman, which is he did. an amazing film. Black Clansman is incredible. Uh, he also directed Do the Right Thing, which is another really, really incredible film, um, which is actually his third film, maybe his second. Uh, other, yeah. uh, you know, uh, I've, so I've seen those two. I've seen... Uh, she's got to have it in Crooklyn. He does. Re- he all of his films have something to say, and he always. Um, well, at least from the films I've seen, they all have something to say, and they're all they're all presented in a real, really um, both playful yet like gritty and real way. That you know is really hard to pass up. You know, it, it's really hard not to kind of find something from a Spike Lee film. Yeah, uh, like. Everything he, uh, that he shows is quite powerful, you know. Um, especially in Defy Bloods. Uh, so Defy Bloods is it is a great film. Uh, so the sad thing is about this is just uh, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, it was. Um, now I'm trying to think. Did this come out before or after Chadwick Boseman passed away? Uh, before. Before, right. So I mean, Chadwick Boseman. He has a really, really big role in the plot. He's not like okay, so he's not the biggest role in the plot, but he, yeah. you know what? Well, it, it, no, it's just like uh, what, uh, like the creation of the story. Yeah, what what, I mean? what he like, represents in the plot is really, really he's important. The he's he, the epicenter. Yeah, he is. This. All the characters, you know, it it centers around Vietnam vets going back to Vietnam, and 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 they 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 have this kind of connection with this character Storm and Norman. You know who 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 presents you know this kind of th- this respect that they all had for him and um, and and what I found really interesting was you know like there are so many Vietnam films and I love a Vietnam film but you again Spike Lee does what you know what people so often you know you don't know that you kind of missed and. And, yeah. then, and then he, and then he kind of makes you feel guilty for not ever you know kind of considering what that is. For example, like in all these Vietnam films that have been like in all these decades, like I, I mean I for one and and I've heard other people talk like you know you don't really ever think about like what was it like for the uh, for the black people uh, or even for the Vietnam even even the people uh, people who were yeah. who were from Vietnam. Like what was it? What was the war like from their perspective? And I think the yeah. film presents that in such an interesting way from all kind of different angles. Yeah, that what makes it uh, very like different perspective. Yeah, like what you try to say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like, like gaining that freedom, like um, from the whole things. Um, yeah, it, it's quite uh, powerful. There's like some moving stuff in the film but like 
you feel sorry for these characters uh, that they've been through. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think you're right. There's some really moving stuff, like, you know, like the way that. Um, I can't remember the I can't remember the character's name, but Deliroy Lin, um, Lindo's character, um, he he he's, he he goes through a lot of um, uh, you know like trials and tribulations. Like he he he's really like experiencing PTSD from Vietnam, um, and um, yeah, and, and it, it, it kind of, you know it kind of feels like you know he is the biggest. Um, in this film, like he has like a really sad story, and 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 you can see it from his perspective, and and also from the people who wanna, you know, and he kind of can't let it go, whereas other people kind of want to move forward, and 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 you've seen that so, and I, I've seen that so many times in in Vietnam films, but he does it in in such a um, Spike Lee presents it in, in such a different way that yeah. uh, especially like. With every, when this came out, this is like the peak of the Black Lives Matter protest. Like this was, it had yeah. so much relevance, and that yeah, and it, it it was really interesting how he did that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, yeah, it, it um, I recommend like um, um, like for watching Black History Month or mm. watching it sort of like history. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a very it's it's very uh, interesting to learn. About what, uh, like how black people uh, coped, or how they struggled in Vietnam, and like given there from their perspective. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I really recommend it. And yeah, it, I agree. The sad thing is about like Chadwick Boseman, like the character he plays as Don Norman, he dies, um, well, gets killed accidentally. Yeah. But, like there's like a moment where um, Don Norman, like the ghost. Well, 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 um, the character sees Storm Norman, and then there's like a sad moment, like she says he's sorry, but then, yeah, yeah, it, it is, and and as you said, it it kind of gains this extra kind of weight to it now that you know we have lost Chadwick Boseman. So, you know, that is really one of those films that is extra uh, hits home extra hard since then. Yeah, I recommend to watch it. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right, what have you got next? Right. Uh, so this one, I don't think you heard this film, or maybe, but there's a film called The Platform. Yes, I have heard of it. Oh, have you seen it? No, it's on Netflix, isn't it? Uh, okay, right. It, 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 it's a, it's a Netflix it's a Netflix film, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, so. This film, uh, oh, what can I say? Uh, right, so I haven't watched it for a while, but uh, so it follows on uh, this character. Uh, I forgot this character's name, but this so this protagonist he goes, uh, there's like a room he's in, but there's like a hole in this room, and then he's sleeping with a partner, yeah, uh, and then. Uh, they don't know what's happening, but then they get food down like every platform. Um, this table thing that goes down, right? Uh, but it's the that they're on different levels, and then uh, people above him they eat the food like so much better, like really 
their food. But then as the table goes down, the food uh, gets taken away, gets um, uh, gone. Uh, so the thing is that um, this protagonist, he has to um, gain a higher stasis in this to order to get really good food. Uh, like the best food that you can think of um, in higher levels. But yeah. like at the, if you're at like the bottom of this level uh, sort of thing, you are possibly going to die. So, okay. um, yeah. Um, this film was very interesting. Uh, it works on like, uh, like how society was like, um, like how, not what, what, what percent society was like, uh, like we live in a society. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things to unpack on that film, but, um, there was a analysis film you can watch. Uh, there's a, YouTuber called Parasitical, uh-huh. and he makes a really good analysis on um, the platform. Uh, I haven't watched it for a while, but I would give it a watch to uh, like cool. understand uh, this film. But I would re- recommend you watching the film first uh-huh. and watch this video. Um, cool. So that will give you a deeper meaning uh, about what's happening. So, uh, yeah, so that'll be all for me from the platform. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's a great book to watch. It's actually quite funny. My um, A level screenplay is funnily enough called the platform. Totally unintentionally, but yeah, it's called the platform. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, yeah. um, on to the next one. Um, uh, I. So. I'll 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 throw one in. Um, uh, bombshell. Oh, bombshell. Did you watch bombshell? Uh, my dad told me about it. Uh, he told me like all the uh, what happened in the film. Uh, but I've seen bits from it while he's watching. Uh, but I do understand what was the film was about. But you tell me. Okay, so so, so 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 Bombshell is a political drama based on a true story, and it's about um, it's about the the whole scandal with Fox News and about the um, uh, the exploitation. Uh, of the female uh, news anchors and, and 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 how the how the um, the bosses of Fox News um, get uh, these women um, promoted and and stuff uh, through horrible like means of exploitation and and it it is a really extremely uncomfortable film which is driven by some incredible performances. Now this film is headed by uh, Margot Robbie, Nicole Kidman and Charlize Theron who are all incredible in pretty much everything they do. They're, they're all awesome actors and, and they all kind of present, you know, Margot Robbie is like the young uh, person who wants to, you know, move up in the world. Um, Nicole Kidman is the kind of old anchor who is um, kind of, uh, what was the word? Like she's used to it all and she's seen everything. And then Charlie Theron is the person who is kind of like in the middle of that kind of like uh, on on air at that point, and and you see how all these people are really done dirty by the by the bosses, and and the main boss is played by John uh, Lithgow. Um, uh, he was in um, things like Daddy's Home too. Remember, you know him? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, and and he's a lovely guy, and he plays some. Like uh, he and he seems so nice, and he plays some um, 
uh, like really like sweet roles. But like in this film, playing the head of Fox News, he is such a kind of sleazy dude, and and it's it is it is really kind of like oh my god, like horrible to kind of like experience some of these scenes like. Um, so yeah, some of the like uh, what what this film does so well is 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 it is makes you uncomfortable and and really makes you feel for for the characters and and it's driven by these incredible emotional performances um, and I definitely recommend it just for the kind of political aspects of it especially it being it's, you know it's fairly recent as well and um, this was you know uh, I think only like a few years ago so and it kind of it kind of coins this you know Me Too movement um, which is important to learn about I think and. And it does a, does does a real job of of presenting this kind of, you know, the the the, the failings are, and um, corruption of the, um, of the media. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'll watch it. Uh, so there's Margaret Robbie, Charlie the the these are. Yeah. Charlie's Theron. That's the the. There was a. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. There, it's okay. If, if if you guys have been watching the pod for a while, you will know that John doesn't know how to speak. Yes. <laughs> um, so, another film to um, count down. Uh, so, Tenet. Yes, Tenet. Okay. Uh, so, in the very first first podcast... Episode. Yes, we did talk we about Tenet. Discussed uh, Tenet. Uh, yes, we so did. Now, you probably listened to this uh, this uh, thing about so many times. So it's been a while since I watched Tenet. Um, uh, you, four hours, Tom. So uh, I need to watch this one again mm. with subtitles. Yes, me too. Definitely. Uh, because I can get the dialogue in my head uh but yeah so uh what you heard from us from the first one uh it is very confusing to talk about isn't it like you can't oh, explain definitely it. It, 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 it's 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 a film that you know it takes a higher level of understanding and probably as you said more views to um to to, to properly you know kind of comprehend right Big brain. Oh, definitely. Brain. You need the big, the biggest brain. Christopher Nolan, big brain. Yeah. If, yeah. If, if he if he would have explained about Tenet in like in the Memento explaining explanation video, maybe he will. He maybe points higher. Maybe he will at some point. Okay, so I had I had Tenet at, um at number twenty one in my list. So. I, I appreciated a lot of the. Um, I, I thought the I thought the acting was great. I thought the um, you know the way that it was all put together was great. I just thought it was a very confusing film, and because of that, it became very cold. Since I watched it, I have watched watched and listened to so much about it. I would highly recommend Mark Kermode's podcast, Kermode on Film. He's a really famous um, reviewer in this country, and he talked about it with Jack Howard uh, in a really interesting way. Jack Howard also did loads of um, videos on YouTube about Tenet, and, and through watching and, and reading and listening to stuff like this, I have I've garnered a greater appreciation of what it does. However, I still think that... I just think that the film is very cold, especially towards the end. 
you know, it, it lacks a kind of character, um, uh, a, a, a connection uh, in the final uh, sequence, and that kind of ruined it for me. Um, I, I, I do think that that, um, you know, when it's, it was, when it's so difficult to connect with, um, I did find a kind of disconnect there. Yes. Okay, it's all the dots to make the film understandable. Mm. The big brain. Uh, <laughs> yes. So now, on to the final film of the list. Oh, this is your final film. <laughs> I'm, I'm barely halfway through. <laughs> You're barely halfway through. I'm barely... Okay, I'll throw one in. I'll throw one in now. Um, I'll throw a couple in, actually. Um, okay, so I've got A Beautiful Day in the Neighbourhood. Now, this is a film about Mr. Rogers, um, um, uh, who is an American uh, um, TV presenter. Um, f uh, did a show for kids. Um, and it's beloved in that country. Uh, I never had it as a kid. But watching this film was like a catharsis it was like being given a hug it was a restoration of hope and and it, when this film came out when i watched it it was to it was um towards the beginning of of um of 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 the pandemic and of uh all the things that have happened this year and it just felt like being given a hug by tom hanks and by mr rogers that that reinstilled hope in the world it's a film that um where an, an interviewer who doesn't exactly believe in his life and in himself, he has an interview with uh, uh, Mr. Rogers, and, 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 and through spending time with him, he sees how much Mr. Rogers cares about everyone around him, and, and, and Mr. Yeah. Rogers helps him reinstill hope, and, 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 and through that, you feel this kind of thing. Um, you know, your heart, you know, as uh, like, like the Grinch, your heart, grows three times the size and it makes you kind of want to see the best in people and um and it presents the world in such a lovely way that you know that doesn't doesn't ignore some of the some of the most difficult parts of life but it just kind of looks to you and says it's okay it's just part of life and you'll get through it look at all the good stuff that there actually is in the world um so yeah it's just a wonderful film that you know um is really light-hearted in the best possible way. Um, and, yeah, I, I really I really enjoyed that one. Um, right. Go on, tell me your, uh, tell me your final one. Give it to me. Parasites! Parasites! Yeah, I mean, what can you say? I had, a, I had Parasite at number three on my list. Um, but what a film. Yes. So I'm I'm interested. You said when you when you saw it, you didn't think it was uh, as good as everyone said. So what? Yeah, I, how has that changed? Uh, okay, so I haven't seen the film in quite a long time. Uh -huh. But okay, um, it is a great film. It is. Um. But okay, so past me, January, February, March, me. Um, so, yeah, I, I didn't like the film because it was just, um, it was just too unexpected. I mean, like, um, it, it, it was just too big brain for me. <laughs> um, yeah, like, it is, it is, a, it is a film that explores some really deep, you know, um, things that is very, 
you know, and it, unexpected. I was talking to someone in my sorry to take over, but I was talking to someone in my in my politics class who was who 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 said like I didn't even I didn't even get that it was all about like social class and stuff until yeah, I watched until I watched video, and I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, you didn't understand yeah, I, that? Like, I clearly understood about it was about social class. Yeah, about like uh, different things. But the thing is about like uh, parasite. But that uh, so the first time. Uh, I, uh, I thought it would be, like, a comedy film, to be honest. Okay, like, okay. Oh, this family, uh, this family will, uh, take over this, uh, Interesting. Or take that part, and then it'll be much funnier, like, oh no, this mishap. But then, one second later, there's, like, a murderer, like, in the basement, no, there's, like, a man in the basement, and the families keep hiding this, ma- this man in the basement, and this man is related to the woman who's serving the family. I'm like, what the heck? But no, um, it's a quick film. No, yeah, it <laughs> it really it doesn't stop Parasite. It 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 presents everything in a in a really thoughtful, interesting way. And it has one side of it where it's super like. It, it it's so carefully constructed and it builds something in such a perfect way and it builds these dislikable characters and these likable characters and, and the lines of, of who you root for are blurred. But then on the other side, you've got this wild thriller horror where there are people dying and people like getting thrown down staircases and people slowly being like um, beaten down. And it's done in such a, a fantastic way, frankly, um, that is... Uh, you know, it resonates with with, with 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 so many things. You know, I can't really feel. I feel, I don't. There are some people who don't understand it, and and I don't really get that. I feel like I understand it. That, yeah, I feel like there's I, you I, know there's everything I to understand. Watch the film again. That's yes, I I um. Your, your big brain, just watch it. Yeah, that's um, definitely one to. I tell you what, that, that that should be the word of the week. I feel like you said big brain at least twenty times. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> it is 2020. It uh, is. Everyone just keeps saying it. You know. They do. You've said it. I did. Um, I have done. Yes. I have been yes. able to say that. Um. So I, I guess if that's your um, your top film, that wasn't third on my list. So I've got. I'll uh, I'll go through my 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 um my my last four um my top ten um okay so the King of Staten Island. This is a film, it's a Judd Apatow film. Judd Apatow directed um, things like The 40-Year-Old Virgin. Um, and it stars Pete Davidson. And Pete Davidson um, wrote it um, uh, as a kind of uh, passion project for him about uh, his... his um, about his dad, who was a, who was a firefighter, um, I, I think. Yeah, his dad was a firefighter, and, and, and he had like this kind of respect for him. And I didn't expect much from it because it was a film from the guy who did 40-Year-Old Virgin, which I have seen, like, half of, and I wasn't that impressed by it. I think that kind of American comedy doesn't really resonate with me. And I watched this film, and and it's about... Pete Davidson plays a character who is really, like, you know... Um, uh, he is uh, kind of... I wouldn't say he's struggling, because... He in in his own eyes he is uh, doing he's doing the right he's doing the the right things and right by people but by but but he you know he 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 makes his for example his mum and and the people around him he makes their lives more difficult 
um, by trying to do the right thing. Um, and, you know, he's, um, you know, he, he doesn't really have, like, a, like a proper job, and, and you know, he's kind of, str- he's struggling with, with various different things, and, um, and, and he finds this kind of, eventually after being kind of shut up by everyone, he finds this kind of, um, uh, catharsis, and, um, this kind of, uh, oh my god, what's the word? What's the word, John? What's the word? What, what word? Where, where, uh, where someone gets, becomes a better person. Yes, um, he does things for the betterment of cells and other people through, um, through, uh, the, fi- through, um, firemen, um, who he becomes friends with through, uh, the guy that he hated who his mum was dating, who was played by Bill Burr, uh, who you know from The Mandalorian, and, and he is so much good, he's so good in that film, he, he, you know, he, I mean, from everything I've seen him in, he's just a funny and a good, a- uh, actor and guy, and... And yeah, the film, it, it again, it has this kind of um, redemption, that was the word I'm thinking of, this kind of redemptive thing that, that reinstills a kind of feeling of um, faith. Um, uh, my fourth film of the year was Little Women. And, ooh, ooh, this is also the first film that I watched. And, oh my God, it's so good. Um, I, I don't know if you've seen Lady Bird. Um, but no, right, so that is another Greta Gerwig film, and kind of say Greta Gerwig is is an absolute treat. She is a brilliant director, and I and I I intend to follow her work. Uh, I'm not sure if there's anything else I should watch, but I I intend to. But Little Women was the first film of hers I'd seen. Haven't read the book, but I know the story. And what it does so well, apart from the main cast being absolutely incredible, um, Saoirse Ronan and Florence Pugh, what. What? Wow! They are they ha- they don't have the right to be that good, and they are great. Um, and uh, yeah, the direction, the way that the film splits between the past, the, the the past and the present, is in such an interesting way, and in the way that that it's structured is the thing that I have so much love for. Greta Gerwig does it in this kind of way, using lighting and editing in such a perfect way, and structuring scenes, because the book just kind of goes in a linear fashion, and it just, and it goes from light-hearted to dark, whereas the film, Greta Gerwig is like, no, no, we're going to go light, then dark, then light, then dark, and we're going to show parallels throughout each thing, and then show how scenes connect, and it's done in a really beautiful, beautiful way, and Timothy Chalamet is in it, and he is gorgeous, as always, and it's just a lovely, lovely film that is perfect and should have, and I, it, maybe it was nominated for Best Picture, but it definitely, it was great. Absolutely incredible what it did. Yeah. Um, right. I, th- I, I, I got my, uh, well, yeah, two days ago, I got my sister the film on Blu-ray. Yes. Yes. Yes, I definitely, re- I definitely recommend it. Um, I think right. you should. I'll watch it with my sister totally. tonight. Totally. Yeah, d- go for it. it. It's it's incredible. Um, so yeah, my, my... Right. Okay. And what else is your last two? Uh, so my third, my third one was Parasite, and then my second one was Queen and Slim. This is um, a film. Now I'm a sucker um, for for the films that deal with politics, especially racial politics. It's such an interesting thing. And what Queen and Slim is about, two um, black people played by um, Daniel Kaluuya and... Ooh, I can't remember the, the name of the woman's name, but they, they're they on a first date 
and on the way home they get pulled over by um, uh, a cop and end up killing him. Whoops. Um, and they have to go on the run. And what the film does is it kind of um, it builds these two characters up in as a as kind of martyrs to to, to the community, and it and it instills this kind of um, you know these kind of protests, which which ha- you know obviously become um, uh, her name's Jodie Turner Smith, um, and, and 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 it you know they become it, it, uh, with all the protests this year so much more you know resonant and. And and what happens is 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 you know they they're constantly trying to get out of trouble and while realizing that the what that they're becoming part of is is bigger than them and and this and and they're just trying to live their life but it's not exactly going the way that they would have thought and and it ends in such a bleak way which is you know how I feel like so many films you know kind of do so well and and it doesn't and 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 that's it 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 hits you with this kind of brutality of this is what life is like it's not like this fairy tale kind of thing and that is what I absolutely love in so many films um and uh my top film of the year is none other than 1917 I can't believe you forgot 1917 and can I also say right making my top film sorry making my top film I'm sorry Sorry, I've completely forgot about that. Well, I, I want to give you I want to also give you a chance to talk about the lighthouse because you also forgot about the lighthouse. <laughs> so, uh, I'll let you talk about the light. I'll let you talk about the lighthouse before we talk about 1917. So, go for it. I haven't seen the lighthouse yet, but I I hope to at some point. So, yeah, uh, talk lighthouse to me. is a big dream. Uh, it's a great film to watch. Uh, like, you get on this ride with these two people that you don't know, uh, but you got Robin Bass, uh, what, what's Bat and Bat? Robat, Bat and Bat. Uh, got Green Goblin. Yes. And you see this together, uh, it is, it is kind of a bromance, but it's weird, uh, there's a guy who's very lovingly loved the lighthouse, like, the light, and he, um, did some strange stuff to like, anyway, uh, so then they have hallucinations, um, and then they get attacked by a squid, but the squid's gone. But then, uh, yeah, so... Try and keep it spoiler-free here, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that wasn't a spoiler, that was just some... Okay. Thing. That happened in trailer, so... Oh, uh, did it? Okay, and, sorry, I didn't know. Uh, I'll keep it fresh. Uh, yeah, so you... It's a very weird film to watch. I thought it'd be a funny thing to watch because you know you got you got um, Robin Battenberg, uh, you got Green Goblin, uh, you, you 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 gotta watch it because it is a great film to watch. Mm. Uh, you just go on this ride on this very weird film called The Lighthouse. Yeah, so, I, I uh, do. I recommend it. I do yeah, intend I to pick that up on Blu-ray. Yeah. And 1917, the top film of the year. I completely forgot. Yeah. Yeah, nineteen or nineteen seventeen is a huge gimmick, and that is true, and 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 it you know it has this gimmick of similar to films like Birdman. It's one shot. It is one shot, and 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 when going in, I did think to myself, this is just gonna be like not that special, but what it the 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 beauty of it being just one shot 
is how it is so... Is why it is so impactful. You go on a journey with these two soldiers, and 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 what and and the the way that you go through like such tense scenes that keep you exactly you know exactly what these guys know. Um, you never yeah. you know it never cuts back to anyone else. It keeps you with these two people and um, going through no man's land through the German. Um, you know, occupation trying to get to this um, to to this battalion to warn them about uh, about a, a trap they are going to be walking into, and it's so tense and 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 and, and I know that you yeah. know this opportunity is gone for most people, but this is a film made to be watched at the cinema. I watched it yeah. on the super screen at the Cineworld near um, yes. our home. I and then I was lucky enough to see. I was lucky enough to see it at the. Um, oh my God, what's it called? Uh, the South Bank um, IMAX uh, in London. Yeah. Uh, I watched uh, my nearest cinema. cinema yeah. And I watched it on the super screen, and ah, uh, it's just. It's, it is made for cinema. It is, it is made to watch on the screen. Like you got these films like La La Land. You got these. Uh, like Blade Runner definitely I didn't see Blade Runner 2049 on the big screen I wish yeah. I did we were too young we were too young bro yeah um, but yeah it, what, it, it, that's 17 that is just an unforgettable uh, experience it really is uh, like yeah, it's so intense like oh you're watching a film oh it's on the big screen but this one it's different because you're so engaged on what's happening around you like you're on this uh, journey on these two men, what you like, you, well, like what you said, and it's just an emotional roller coaster. Like, uh, it it makes you feel what these soldiers went through. I agree. You, uh, you get, and and there are some, there are some like really fun cameos. Um, I won't spoil it for you, even though they're most in the trailer. But there are some really fun cameos. But the best thing are the two main characters. They have this bond that is. That is so beautiful and, and you know, so, like, interesting and and, and you yeah. go on a journey with them and, and, and for all intents and purposes, they are just two people who have been thrown in this situation and they have to, yeah. you know, do the best and, and, and that's and, what and the, the film... The best thing about this film is the cinematography. Oh, this oh, film, God. it really drags you through the dirt figuratively and literally. It, 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 does, it does shots that are physically impossible and... Um, and, and, and it maintains this kind of really um, interesting and uh, I, I just I don't know how to ex- describe it like it, it keeps you on it keeps you on the ground and um, and it shows and, and, it, and it makes everything so feel so much larger than it is you know um, yeah. for, for example you know with a, there's a, a, a sequence in a town at night and 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 the explosions and 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 the tense and and the you know how tense it is and and, and it all it all builds up in such a incredible way. I I have to say I cried at the end of this film. There is a scene where everything has come up to this huge moment in a trench. If you've seen it, I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who hasn't. But if you've seen it, you know the trench scene I mean. And the and 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 one of the characters. I I I actually cried at this. Me it too. Was it was like, so. It was cinema, <laughs> as Martin Scorsese would say. Like, it was cinema. It. It. I don't. You don't know how uh, appreciated about like uh, about cinema, like giving you these shots about these amazing shots, like how you make you feel about 
how this character is like this this powerful moment that he's wanting to save these uh these soldiers' lives. Yeah, and 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 the the horrible thing is, is that it doesn't it doesn't work in the way that you would kind of expect them to, you know, like um, it. As I said with a couple of other films on the list, it doesn't go how you you know. It's not as perfect as as you would uh, as you would hope it would be, and it is based on a true story uh, loosely, and 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 it's it climaxes to a point where. The, the cinematography, the music, the journey of the character, the acting, it all comes this emotional moment that just, I couldn't hold it in, man. I cried so much. And and then it, and then it, it kind of winds down and, and ends on a really, a, like, a personal, emotional moment for the character. Uh, I really love the soundtrack at the mm. end. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah, Come Back to Us. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, beautiful. It, it it is just amazing representation of the f- w- w- World War One. Yeah, like really, it really is. Yeah. Uh, um, um, I I wish it would come back on the on the big screen yeah. so people experience yeah the intensity it, the most. Try unexpected. yeah. If you're gonna watch it, try and watch it on like a projector or something. Or even like watch it with headphones in because you need that kind of like full experience that I think is it you know is really important and and rare. Yeah. And I want to say if you are if you don't know whether to watch it, don't watch the trailer. What I found yeah. is that the trailer ruins. The trailer it spoils everything. It it doesn't necessarily. It just kind of shows you every kind of set piece. So you're never really surprised. I never really found myself to be too surprised by what it did. Like, I don't think that matters. I do think that it, it's good enough without that, but still. Yeah. What a film. Despite, despite how crappy this year has been, I do think it's been a good year of films. Yeah. I think we've had some, I think we've had some good films. Um, we haven't even touched upon, you know, like Birds of Prey and stuff, but there have been some good films this year. Yeah, um, I agree. And, yeah. and and I hope that next year we'll have even better and this is with this is quite difficult, but without further ado, that is it for the Out of Time Film Podcast for the year. Yeah. Um, so, next time we have a podcast it will be the third of, of January twenty twenty one. So yeah. I mean Oh, I need to, I need to sneeze. You sneeze? Yeah. Sneeze. Sneeze. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Oh no! Uh, the, I hate that. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, I know what you mean. And then it come. And then it comes back later. Supporting us this year. It is. This is uh, a huge, huge thing for us. Like we got nearly two thousand views on uh, two weeks ago on this uh, episode. And yes. Thank you for like uh, trying to comment down. Uh, but please do comment down. Please. Yeah, we yeah we comment like us email. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, comment uh, us email us. We 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 we, we, we hope to. to yeah, we hope to have um, you know more emails for the email segment uh, uh, next year, and and who knows where this will go. Hopefully, we can get we can do some um, uh, film commentaries. That would be great, uh, and just kind of build. Build our presence. Uh, whatever the world looks like, we will still be here. You know, as we've proven, we can talk. We can just talk on on Skype and whatever. And and yeah, so so we hope to have some great times. And I don't want to get emotional. I don't think I will do. But this is like, 
If you look on our Instagram account, you will see reviews quite of you know quite a while back. That was what I used to do. I used to do reviews. I used to write down, and I always thought to myself, uh, I always thought this is. Bob decided to do films. Yeah, uh, yeah, you did some too. Yeah, and and, and, I, and I always thought to myself, I, you know, I want something more. I want to do something that people can more interact with, and I want to you know properly speak my mind. And I've done this in such a personal, brilliant way. And, and and John, you've been such a good co-host this year. Like. I thank you, man. Thank you, bro. This is incredible, and and thank you to everyone, everyone who supported us, and everyone who has like encouraged us and told us that they enjoyed it. Zane, thank you for the bloody incredible thumbnails and 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 the banner and the logo. Like, like putting those, uh, like my ideas onto paper or incredible. Yeah, like. On the screen. I can't. I can't thank. I can't thank anyone enough. Uh, everyone. And making the thumbnails. Yeah. Uh, every everything everyone has helped us with has been just so so good and and I, thank you everyone for watching this year and and please you know stick with us we have some we have plans for next year next week we will probably be doing the most anticipated films of twenty twenty one even unless we unless John gets to watch Wonder Woman but no promises um but yeah um. I don't really think I have anything else to say. Yeah. Um, so, uh, thank you for tuning in yes. our podcast. And if you found it by surprise, then you deserve it. Because yeah, consider, consider you know, um, staying with us, subscribing, liking, uh, all that yeah. fun stuff. And uh, if you found that KSI video and you listened to this whole episode, thank you so much. You've yeah. been... Uh, you've been... Uh, supporting us and just listening to, yeah, ev- to these uh, two crazy people yeah ev- uh, everyone uh, you know thank you so much for everything yeah. and yeah. I guess you know that is it uh, happy new year everyone uh, uh, and we will see year. you in uh, 2021 I, I, I hope everyone had a great Christmas yeah or, or uh, whatever you're celebrating uh, or even if you're not I hope you had a, a good year despite all the terrible stuff that has happened yeah yeah and uh, and I believe that everyone should have a nice Christmas. Um, what we've been through, and uh, for those who are not uh, don't celebrate Christmas or um, don't do it in, uh, any other way, I hope you have a uh, nice holiday or have a nice um, time with your family. So, yeah. yeah, have a you yeah. know everyone have a have a great new year, and we will see you um, this time next week, which will be this time okay. next year, which uh, you know. Let's hope 2021 will be better than 2020 was. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we'll we'll come back to this one singer at uh, this one uh, moment where we will say, well, uh, well, I will hope 2021 will be better than 2020. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Will be, uh, you know that uh, curb your meme. You know that curb your meme. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm hopefully we don't get curbed. <laughs> yeah, hope hopefully we have a a better time than than this year. But yes, thank you everyone, and without further ado, for the final time of 2020, um, take what you're given. I have, no, I have nothing to say about 2020, but 2020 has been an experience. We do we do everything. John, thank you for coming. John, I just set you up. I said take what you're given. <laughs> oh.
Oh, sorry, but I want to make sure everyone be safe. Be safe, everyone. Be yeah, safe. everyone be safe, man. It, it looks like things are only going to get worse from here on out, but we'll yeah. be here and we'll be reporting on anything that happens. We got we got Wonder Woman to talk about, we got WandaVision, we got Soul, we've got, you know, stuff. We've got guys. stuff to talk about, anything that ca- comes out, you know, we have plans. And yes, so, yeah, have a good one, everybody. And yeah. a take what you're given. Get back. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you very much.